Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Okay, it's the Brad and John Show. I am Brad Hildebrand. He is John Combest. You can check out his website every single day. He updates uh, the top stories in the state of Missouri. JohnCombest.com, C-O-M-B-E-S-T.com. Hey, um, going back to the very first segment, we're in segment C right now, the very first segment, you mentioned that you have time-stamped the audio interview of John Lamping on your yep. website. So yep. what do you listen to all this stuff? Yeah. So how do you have time for this? I don't. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Brad, and this is a great topic around this time of year. Everybody has 24 hours in a day. Right. And you prioritize what's important to you. So not every interview that I link to on my website every day, I actually sit down and listen to the full content of it. When Jay Ashcroft is reading through a set of talking points for the fourth time and nothing has changed in the last three months – I'll just add a link that says, hey, we're at KWTO, the Elijah Har show. Jay Ashcroft is the guest, <laughs> you know, and folks could listen to it. And I might even skim through. Usually I'll skim through and see if they, you know, if they're talking about anything new. For something like a John Lamping appearance on 97.1, I'm going to listen to the whole thing. Number one, I, I'm interested in it. But number two, as a service to readers, because you, Brad, might not care about a 12-minute interview, but you might just care about a one-minute segment. We all have 24 hours in a day. We're, we're reaching that ridiculous time of year where people make New Year's resolutions. I don't know if, if you know how I feel about resolutions, Brad. It's, I've, I've, I've tweeted this before, and I posted it actually to the cringe platform called LinkedIn yesterday. But I think resolutions are absolutely ridiculous. And in, for men, I'll say that, and I'll, and I'll tell you why I say for men. And in most cases, they just serve as a list of things people look at in January, they remind themselves that they never follow through on anything they tell themselves they're going to do, and they end up just feeling worse about themselves. Well, I guess. I mean, I, I see a certain amount of truth in that. I mean, I go through some of the things like I've got goals I'm setting for next year. I'm starting a new website, which I won't talk about yet until it's done. It's not, I mean, I already have the domain name, but uh, I have to, uh, you know, put it together and start it. And something that I've been sort of passionate about for a long time, that it's either going to be uh, interesting or it's going to be a waste of my time. And I don't know exactly which one it's going to be, but it's something that I'm going to personally undertake. And quite honestly, you are part of my inspiration. Oh, thank Well, thank you. I, I'm sure. I know you can't tell details about it, but I, but I'm already honored that you would consider the, my website or any site like that an inspiration. Well, I'm going to do it every day. And it's going to be something that I'm going to do every single day. Nice. And starting on and see, now the difference is though, Brad, when you talk about when you make goals and you think about things that you want to accomplish this year, it's backed up with action. This is different than somebody making a list that says, oh, I'm going to, I'm finally going to, I'm going to go to the doctor and I'm finally going to lose weight and I'm going to join that gym. And they never follow through with action. 
Well, no, they'd follow through their action for January and probably the first couple weeks of February. Ask anybody who goes to the gym regularly, right. because once you get the day after New Year's New Year's Day, January second, you can't get a spot in the parking lot at most gyms. Absolutely because... not. And come, you know, six weeks from then, <laughs> right? Because guys work out like they were still in high school, and all of a sudden, well, my shoulder kind of hurts, right. or my back kind of hurts, or are they go like, eh, I, don't, I don't like going to the gym. You know, it's it's work. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's yeah. work, and, and it's but, and it's challenging today. yeah right so that's my rant about new year's resolutions and it's just it's people would be better just staying on the couch popping an edible um you know numbing <laughs> themselves out because that's what they really want to do anyway okay <laughs> okay you know that's what your demotivational message from john convest today <laughs> yeah demotivational message okay you mentioned something in the first segment okay and i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and try this because of the fact that i'm thinking to myself who better to get the the scoop on the on the scoop in the story from the man himself? I'm going to call. I mean, Let's call sure. him. I'm going to call Mark McCluskey. See if he answers. Because almost every time I call him, he answers. Okay, here we go. Uh, dial his phone and let's see if it's yeah here. It's, okay, and let's see if he's answering. Hey, Brad. Mark, hey, you're on the air right now, so none of those... No, Are you there? No, yeah, did you hear me okay? Uh, here we go with my phone not working again. You can't hear me? Oh, damn it. You know... Hold on, man, let me do something. Hey, Mark, do you hear me? He doesn't hear me. Here we go with my goofy phone problem again. Hey, you know what? We're going to get it right out, Brad. Hey, hold on, hold on a minute. Sure. Hey, Mark. Yeah, right. Hey, I can't, I can't get you on the air. My phone's getting goofy again. Uh, but um, can I call you tomorrow? We wanted to talk about the the court decision with your guns. Is that okay? Sure. I'll give you buzz tomorrow. And I'll try to fix my phone system. See, what's crazy is you're the only person it screws up on. You, I can hear you, but you can't hear me. So when I take you off the, our phone system, I, you hear me just fine. Correct. It's, it's my magnetic personality. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll give you buzz tomorrow, and I'll work on this today. Okay. Okay, sounds good, Brad. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Hey, Brad, I looked up the, the exact definition, and it's pretty straightforward of why, why, why he can't get his guns back. The, the appeals court says that when Mark pled guilty, that triggered the gun's forfeiture. So no matter what the governor says about pardoning the actual crime, the, the mere fact that McCloskey pled guilty triggered the gun's forfeiture, and he can't get them back. Well— you know, you know what I say is the real reason. What's that? Because you know that if he got them back, they would become like this, you know, incredible trademark of his. You know what I mean? He'd say, "Yeah, you're right." This is the gun that got me in trouble. You know, and, and he could carry it around, and you know, right? I mean, well, you know, within within reason. Well, but once again, I'm thinking to myself, okay. Now, the sad part of this is. This is the nerd part of Brad that comes out, okay? Uh, there is a um, company. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Matter of fact, I can look it up here real quick. There's a company that has an agreement with police departments all over the country. And what they do is, after the, the guns have been confiscated, let's say they were using a crime or something like that, the, the police departments confiscate the guns, and then 
they keep them for X amount of time. Some of them, some of them, there's a statutory, uh, you know, requirement that the uh, police department or the sheriff's department, whoever, the state patrol, keep the guns for a certain amount of time. Obviously, if they're involved in a crime, they have to be, you know, if they're used as evidence in the court case, they have to be retained for that type of thing. But a lot of times, the stuff sits in a storage locker uh, for the police department, and uh, then at some point in time, they decide, hey, let's get rid of these guns. Well, it's gotten to be sort of a problem thing because they don't necessarily want to have the guns that we use in crime back out on the street. So in other words, they're using they're using a third party, and the third party is I think I should have it up right now. Uh, yeah, the New York Times had the had a piece about this this month. About what the about this this uh, yeah about the fact that the guns were supposed to be one company took a bunch of guns and was supposed to destroy them and recycle them, and and instead the company resold them. Yeah, well, there's well, I can't find it right now. I thought I was be able they to find it. They were rebuilt and resold. Well, these were just these are just offered for auction. It's it's a gun. There's a there's a company called Buds uh, Buds Gun Shop, uh, B U D S Buds Gun Shop. They're down in I believe they're down in Mississippi or or Tennessee or Kentucky, one of those states, and they are like one of the largest. I think they may be the largest online seller of guns. Now I know people out there are going to go. I thought that was illegal. How do you buy a gun online? Well, here's how you do it. You go on BudsGunShop.com, you pick out your gun, you buy it, and in the checkout procedure, it asks you, here's a bunch of FFL, which stands for Federal Firearms Licensees, which are the gun shops, and what they do is they ship it to the FFL. So, uh, like, for example, one of the more popular ones is the Range West out in uh, West St. Louis. I think this is actually out in Manchester or Ellisville or something out there. Way out there. It's actually behind the Wendy's. They're, it's sort of they're cross street from Vlasic Park. You know where that's at. I and yep. I believe it's an old bowling alley. And they've got a shooting range downstairs and a very big gun, gun, gun store up top. Can you tell I've been there before? <laughs> yeah, I know I know exactly where you're talking about off Manchester. Right. You're right. There used to be a bowling alley there. Yeah, okay. So you buy it from Bud's Gun Shop. They ship it not to you. They ship it to them. And uh, to you know, and it, you pick whichever one. They have a whole list of them in the St. Louis area. Anybody who has an FFL license, which essentially is all your gun shops, they have to have an FFL license. Even the pawn shops have to have that. And you ship it there, and then you show up there and that's where you fill out the form, the one that got uh, Hunter Biden in trouble, where, and once again, if you are, and this is the interesting thing, if you are a recreational user of marijuana and it asks you if you use marijuana and you say no, you could be behind federal bars for, I believe, 10 years. If you actually do, you're saying. If right. you say you don't. Right. You if do. you lie. And that's the whole thing. See, that's the whole thing with the Hunter Biden thing. People go, well, he just answered. There are, if I'm not mistaken, I got to do some research on this. One of the people that Hunter, not Hunter, that Trump pardoned when he left office was a certain rapper that got nailed on this. That he bought a gun, went to a gun shop and filled out the form and essentially lied on that question. And, oh, is that right? Right. And then, they, you know, because of the fact that there apparently was video of him, you know, like, you know, I mean, once again, he was a popular guy. And apparently, oh, I think I saw it. So I just Googled it. So it could be Lil Wayne. It could be Kodak Black. I think it's Kodak Black. 
Yeah. I think he parted Kodak. If you know who Kodak Black is, sort of a, somewhat of a controversial, even among rappers. Matter of yeah. fact, there's a there's a couple classic. If you know what the Breakfast uh, Club is, or what is it? Is that yeah, you know the, yeah, the, the Breakfast Club, yeah, Charlemagne, That's, uh, Charlemagne the God, right, and all right. There's been issues where he gets into fights on on the Charlemagne the God it show. It makes for great radio. Right. I've watched him number now, of these fights. Now keep in mind, Charlemagne the God is a really interesting dude because he's a very talented radio guy and now he's doing uh you know uh um uh you know TV series. tv series and the whole bit but what's interesting about him is even though he's black and you think he would be essentially dyed in the wool democrat he's not he's, yeah he can't stand a lot of mainstream democratic politics. right he and he's the one that was when when biden was running for office he he was on his show that joe biden said if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Remember that comment? Yeah, I do remember that, of <laughs> and, course. And, and Charlemagne the God got really upset about that. Yeah. I mean, well, it's just the, it, it's the arrogance and the taking of – and, you know, folks don't talk about this enough. One of, the, one of the, the, the mistakes that Republicans make is every election cycle, Republicans say, ooh, this is the time when black voters are going to see the light. And it doesn't happen, and it never happens. However, very slowly, we're seeing a shift of black men – who are who are and the numbers bear this out who are tired of being blamed as a man for everything and being told that you know they need to raise their their sons to be transgenders and to be soft and that doesn't fly in the black male community well john i'll take it one step further than that as a man i'm tired of being blamed for everything as, Ab- as absolutely not black white yep, green right, you know whatever and, color and, you know, man I, I don't mean to interrupt brad but also the idea of toxic masculinity That's exactly think it. of how many black fathers <clears throat> who are present in their kids lives you know they strive to be a strong a strong male role model and all the what do you hear from 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 black female media and from white female media oh men ain't you know what and uh uh-uh and we are independent women we don't need no man they're tired of it well and god don't get me going on this because i'm gonna get you going on this is the second best topic for you besides public radio brad i know how to get you ginned up well it's to the (laughs) point where where right now and I find this very, very, very scary to the point where where um, if you look at the military recruiting, they have not hit their goals. You know, and once again, we used to have a draft and they used to draft, you know, however many people they needed. Hold on a minute. However many people they wanted, they just drafted, right? And if yep. they needed 100,000 new recruits in the Army, they took 100,000 people from the draft pool. Okay, now it's volunteers have been for decades now, okay? They're not hitting their numbers. And part of it has to do with the fact that, that there are a lot of people going like, okay, we saw what happened in Afghanistan. I don't want any part of that. You know I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. what the Biden did where we left Afghanistan. But probably the biggest part of it is that, I heard the statistic again the other day, and it's very scary. 70, like mid-70s, 72, 73, 74, 75, something like that, can't physically pass the, the, the can't pass the physical anymore. Absolutely not. You're absolutely correct. And, and of course I'm going they like, can't. Right? I'm going like, what in the world? And we're talking the, the, what they call military age, which you hear this term sometimes on NPR and other stuff like that. You've probably heard it before. They talk about it like, uh, they're, they're talking about it a lot with the immigrants that are coming across the border that there's so many of them that are, they're like groups of single men. They're not with women, but they're of military age, meaning they're 18 to 35, which is considered to be military age. In the United States, uh, that's where you have to 
to be. If you're younger than 18, you have to get permission. And if you're older than, than 35, there's special ways. And like, for example, you know who got into the military after he was 35? Ted Williams. No, Hunter Biden. Oh. <laughs> Hunter Biden, I think, was 42 or something like that. And he got into the Navy. And then, of course, he got, you know, the whole weird story. See, this is a story that nobody talks about with anymore with Hunter Biden. Uh, he got into the Navy, and he shouldn't have gotten into the Navy. What You, fi- you can figure out, well, if, Hunt, if, the, if the vice presidents are, I think he was just the senator at the time, if Senator Biden's son wants to get in the Navy, well, we better let him in. You know, and, mm-hmm. and things were changed the whole bit. He got kicked out because random drug test he failed. So uh, I don't, I can't remember how long he was in the Navy, I'm, and I think he was a JAG in the Navy. Uh, that was the whole deal with that. But you know, once again, you get in this crazy stuff where it's like, okay, go back to World War II, where you had this huge number of Americans who were in good shape, who went yeah. over and willingly fought for our country. Nowadays, there's a lot of people going, man, uh, this country screwed up. I don't know if I want to do anything about it. You know, And, and they couldn't meet the physical standards right. anyway. I just looked it up while we were talking here, Brad. And it's, uh, yeah, the Army, there was a big, there were several big story, national stories about it this summer. They're essentially, the Army is spending $200 million for what are essentially fat camps for people who can't make, who can't meet the standards. They go in and they spend a couple months um, trying to lose weight and not stuffing their face so that they can start to meet the physical standards. See, boy, talk about a weight loss program. You get paid to lose weight, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, what a deal. It's even better than going to the new planet fitness, brand, right? And yep. you don't have to wait in line for a treadmill. Right, you have to pay for that. But if you join the Army and you're overweight, <laughs> they're going to get you the weight off, you know, and, and at government expense, you know, and you and, got... And at a certain point, and this is probably a minor issue, it's never just one thing that causes these issues. But at a certain point, you look at the military recruitment ads and you find these on social media all the time that are embracing diversity and that have pride flags and that say that everyone is welcome. And, you know, like at a certain point that the idea that joining the military was a strong masculine thing to do, which is what I certainly my dad was in the military, which is what I thought growing up. Obviously, men joined the military and now men and women and some people in between can join the military. Well, but and that's one of the other reasons I'm glad you brought that up because of the fact that people are saying the military is turned into the DEI central. You know what I mean? It's to the point yeah, where... Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, it can be an experimental... It can be a uh, Petri dish for some of these liberal experiments. Right, which I don't think is working out too well. If the military, you want people who, are, who go out there and, you know, and if they have to, let's say it, kill people, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. That's the end of the show. We're out of here. Uh, check out John's site at johncombass.com. You can check out our site at bjshow.com or at egbert, E-G-G-B-R-T-O. Sorry to interrupt. I did it again. Right. I'm sorry. Thank you, John. I'm screwing up all the time. I'm the biggest screw up in the world. <laughs> you are not. Talk to you tomorrow. It's 8 o'clock.